This is a Soulfire production. Hello, hello, and welcome back to A Sharper Life. I am your host, Nikki Sharp, and I just wanted to say thank you so much for being here, for subscribing, rating the show. All of the reviews have just been incredible, and I'm really blown away with the reception to this podcast. So thank you for coming back, tuning back in. Hopefully, you've started listening to these on Sunday. I am releasing them on Sunday specifically for what I'm calling hashtag sharper Sundays, where you can get a dose of inspiration and actionable items and just feeling excited to go into your Monday instead of feeling like it's another blase day. So with that, I want to jump straight into the episode. And the reason that we're going to talk about this is because I actually have a cold right now. And I don't know if you can hear it. I sound nasally to myself. And Everything inside of me said, don't do it. Wait until you feel better, sound better, all of the things. And I really just decided, first off, I'm trying to go against the grain for myself to make these podcasts, quote unquote, perfect, because it's definitely been something that has prevented me from doing the things that I want to in the past. But it also really made me start to contemplate. And that's how we got to this episode. So without further ado, we are talking about five things. I wish that we're taught about health that aren't. So coming back to the cold that I have, I'm seeing actually that a lot of people have it right now. But that being said, for me, it became an investigation, an inquisition as to, okay, Nikki, you live a pretty healthy lifestyle and you you don't really eat sweets and you don't go out that often. And you know you do like your red wine if you guys listen to episode two now and then. So what's the problem? Why are you getting sick? And what I started realizing is that I personally got sick this time with a cold because I just hadn't been sleeping enough. I had a friend come to visit and we went out late one night. I definitely drank a little more alcohol than I was used to. I wasn't working out and meditating and doing all of the routines that I'm used to doing. And why this is important is because it actually leads into point number one which is ask why. So instead of saying, you know, I can't lose weight and I need to try another diet, it's actually not about those things. And hear me out on this. And it's kind of the same thing when I when I talk about in episode one, where I was like, it's not about the food you eat. You have to become an investigator in your own life and start to ask why. Why can I not lose the weight? Is it because I'm eating foods continuously or often enough that I know don't make me feel good? Or is it that I know I should be working out and you know what? I just can't get myself to do it. When you become an investigator into your own life by asking why, it's a really beautiful, simple three-letter word. You start to understand why we do the things that we do. And so Often with this, I will tell clients, the food you eat has nothing to do with the food you eat. And they're like, huh? Until I explain it. Meaning the food that's on your plate that you are choosing to put in your mouth has actually been done because of a thought, a belief. And if you listen to episode, I believe it's number four of The Spiritual Onion, where I talk about all of these different concepts in our subconscious mind you start to understand that we all have belief systems. And so the food you're eating is actually based on a subset of subconscious beliefs. And so when you're in a 
place and you can't lose weight, it's not a necessarily, it, it might be, but not necessarily about just the food on the plate. It's not about the diet. It's about, well, why hasn't the last diet worked? Why didn't the diet before that work? Well, why can you not get yourself to meditate daily, even though you know it's good for you? And so asking yourself why, without judgment, helps you to start to understand, oh, okay, so I have some limitations on what it is that I think I can or I can't do, or, or I just have some resistance. So that word resistance is a really fun one because we get to see where there's resistance and kind of open it up and without judgment, say, why is there resistance? And so you see where I'm going here. Asking why becomes a question where you get to understand the choices that you make or the ones you don't. And so if you are not in a place that you want to be with your health, with your weight, how you look, with your skin, whatever it might be, if you're not in the relationship that you want, or you keep attracting toxic people, or, or you don't have the job you, you desire and you're you know, stuck in something you hate, ask yourself why and just see what comes up. And I really like to do this with a pen and paper. And so as I kind of you know, preluded with this episode, I started asking myself, okay, Nikki, why do you have a cold right now? Because you don't get sick that often. I was like, oh, okay, let me backtrack. And that's really important, backtracking to say, what, would the, what was the decision that I made yesterday? Or what did I do or not do the day before? So I'm like, okay, well, let's see. I went to visit my mom, definitely had a few celebratory drinks because she just moved. And okay, so didn't really sleep that well the week before. Okay. And my friend was here. We had a, a pretty big night out. Super fun. Don't regret it. But pretty big night out. Oh, okay. So then you start to understand, oh, my immune system is actually not as good as I thought it was, even though I live this very healthy lifestyle. So by asking why, you're able to understand your own body, your own choices, and start to make simple, small little changes. And we'll get to that in more episodes. But that's number one, things that I wish that people talked about that they didn't. So number two is the more diets that you try, the more lost you will become. And what I mean by this is they are teaching you, and by they, I mean anyone who's written a diet book, and I'm going to make fun of myself here because I've written two of them. So anytime you read a book, a diet, you follow a new trend, you are actually following someone else's advice for what worked for them, for their body. And yes, there are studies and certain diets do work for the mass majority. That's something like my five-day detox is if you read the book, I really teach you how to turn it into your own. And I'm all about progress, not perfection. But when you follow a lot of these diets, I want you to go back to number one and ask yourself, well, why am I trying another diet? Because if that diet worked, why did I need something else? And I speak from my own personal experience of having tried so many diets when I was younger. And it's not like I really needed them. It was actually just funny enough, something that my dad and I kind of bonded over of just trying new things. And as new information came out in the, the wellness industry, we, he would try something and I would try it. And you know, it's kind of that little kid trying to be like your, your parents and, and that bonding experience. And so then I got older and I went into modeling and then I started really seriously dieting because I never felt skinny enough. And I also was constantly told to lose more weight until I wasn't. But that being said, if the diet worked, 
you wouldn't need to keep trying something new. And if the first thing you tried worked, you wouldn't be still worrying about how you looked and trying to lose weight. So then we get to go back to that question, why? What I mean by number two, though, is that the more diets you try, the more lost you will become is I want you to think about it. From the first thing you tried to wherever you are now, do you feel like you have a full and complete understanding of how to lose weight, how to keep it off, how to feel great? Or are you like, well, you know, I tried this thing and it sort of worked, but then it didn't. And then I plateaued and then I gained weight again, or I came off keto and I gained a bunch of weight. Because the funny thing is we have more information at our tips and yet people are getting more over fried with knowledge because we're, we're not trying things for long enough. We want quick results. Something doesn't work. But more importantly, each thing you try is taking you away from your own intuition. Your own intuition is what your body needs. So I have a saying that I ask myself, and this comes after years and years of testing and trying every diet on the market and writing my own plans. And, and I just want to say something about my books and why I believe them to be different is because I really am trying to teach you how to find your own intuition, your own guiding light with the food that you eat. And that's why like in, in my second book, I give a bunch of different options of... So it's not just vegan, not just vegetarian, because that doesn't work for everyone. And, and the other thing to remember is what you eat now might not be the same in a year. And we are actually meant to eat seasonally. So you're not meant to eat the same thing day after day and month after month and going to a grocery store and you know buying strawberries in winter. That is not natural. And that's not necessarily good for your body. And so the more you kind of understand this intuitive nature of how nature works, how your body works. But going back to this saying that I asked myself or this question, I asked myself with any food or any meal, will this make me feel light and energetic or heavy and full at the end of the meal? So I think, okay, you know, will this salad, even though it's delicious and looks amazing, let's say it's like a really, really big portion, like sweet green, for example, if you know the company or have ever had their salad, I personally can't eat one whole sweet green salad in one sitting. That even though it's healthy food, it makes me feel heavy and full if I eat that much density of it. Whereas if I eat half of it, I'm like, yeah, I feel light and energetic and I'm ready to go. And I know that if I eat one slice of pizza or maybe two, I'm still going to feel pretty light and energetic. But if I binge and I eat a whole pizza, probably not going to feel so good. I'm going to feel heavy and full. And so that's a really simple question to start tuning into yourself instead of following the next trendy diet. And ultimately, that's where we're all trying to get is to follow what works for you, because then you will never have to be on a diet again. So number three, exercise is the reward, not the punishment. And why I say this is because think about Thanksgiving. You know, we stuff ourselves just full of food and, and then you think, oh my God, I got to go exercise the next day to burn off all those calories. I have to shred the fat. I have to count the calories. All of these things are negative. And I want you to think about your relationship to exercise. Is it something that you're like, oh my God, I can't wait to go for a run and I'm so excited and it, it makes me feel so good and I love working out because I feel strong? Or as most people have it, is exercise something or sounding like, I hate my body. I need to go work out. I need to get that summer body. 
I feel fat. I don't like how I look. I look, you know, flabby. I have a muffin top. I, I want this. I want that. So most people fall in the second group and that's, that's okay. I want to just acknowledge because I was there too. And I had to literally retrain myself, retrain my mind to say, exercise is the reward. And I want you to think about a little kid, a little kid, they are kids in general. They love playing in the playground. They love being on the soccer field. They love just running. They have all this excess energy. And so they, they need to move. Whereas when we get to become adults, we're like, oh, well, I'm just going to sit at my desk. And even though you're given a lunch break, it's like, no, 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 I need to work. I need to continue to work. Even though your body has energy, it needs to move. And then we have all these emotions and we numb and distract ourselves instead of just getting outside, getting fresh air, going for a walk. And so when I say exercise, I am not talking about you know, going to the gym seven days a week because you need to hit a certain target and a certain weight. I'm saying doing something because it makes you feel good. You have more energy after you do it. So I work out now because I love the way it makes me feel. I sleep better. I, I feel like my skin gets better. I have more energy. I do not exercise so that I can eat more or I do not exercise so that I can go burn the calories off. I used to do that. And so when I was modeling and I, I was going through this body dysmorphia and two very serious eating disorders for myself, I would eat something, anything. And it didn't matter if it was one bite over what I thought I should have. I went to the gym and I would run for an hour and then I would go do weights. And then the next day I would have maybe one bite over or I would full on binge. And then I would go to the gym and I would try to burn it all off. And so it was this very you know, negative cycle pattern and very restrictive with, with my food and then feeling like I fucked up and that I overdid it or whatever it might be, even from one bite of food. And so just having a look at your relationship with exercise and seeing where you can change it. But I wish that they talked about that. And when I say they, just anyone in the expert field. But hey, we're talking about it now. So number four, number four is that joy and happiness in life is what gets you results. Not trying to focus on losing weight. Not, you know, focusing on, oh my God, I need a better car. I need more money. Joy and happiness will always get you further and faster than doing anything outside of that. And I want to share just a quick bit on this because I have clients come to me all the time. Every single client that comes to me, they're like, I want to lose weight. I want to lose it by that time. I don't like how I look, right? The typical thing that we're used to in Western society. And what I find is that they all come to me they want me to give them an eating plan. They want me to give them that magic pill, that magic diet. Okay, take this supplement and suddenly you'll lose 50 pounds or 20 pounds, whatever it might be. And instead, clients are really shocked because we actually don't talk about food. At least for the first few sessions, if you work with me for the Ultimate Transformation Program. And that is because my guess is if you're not seeing the results you want, again, whether it's you're, you don't like your body, you are not sleeping well, you have too much you know, stress at work, or you don't have the job you want, you don't have the partner you want, or the relationship. It has to do with, I can almost guarantee there is a high level of stress and a low level of joy or happiness. And we got to flip those. We got to reduce the stress in life, which raises your cortisol, 
So even if you're eating the quote unquote perfect diet of the the kale and all the smoothies and juices and all those things that you have heard are what health is, and I'm going to tell you they are not. So instead of those, we need to flip it and start to say, okay, even though I might be eating perfectly, I'm still not seeing the results. Why is that? Well, what are your stress levels? And what are your joy levels? So looking at those as your measurement instead of a number on a scale is actually going to get you to the number on the scale that you want so much faster. I am living proof of this. Every single one of my clients is living proof of this. And when you start to follow this model of finding and creating and experiencing more joy in your life, you will start to see results happen quicker. And then you don't have to worry about the diets. You don't have to worry about losing weight. It just, it literally falls off. It is one of the most profound things that nobody taught me. And I really, I really just want to emphasize this part of, of finding joy because I was chatting with one of my clients last week and I asked her, what brings you joy? And she paused and she paused and she paused and we stared at each other. And I said, okay, honey, the very nature that you're, you know, not able to just immediately tell me that's okay, because we haven't really been taught what joy is and how to look for it. We think that it needs to be another to-do list. So it's like, oh, well, if I go work out, that's, that's joyful. So I encourage you to just think about it, write it down. What are the feelings of joy that I get? Or when I feel joy, what am I doing? So I know I feel joy when I'm working one-on-one with clients. It brings me so much joy. I get a lot of joy with these podcasts. I like I feel really good, buzzy right now. So I start thinking about, okay, what does joy feel like? Oh, it feels feels excitement. I smile, my eyes get wider. I I have this my voice kind of starts to go faster and I want to share the moment with people. So those are things like joy for me. That's why I always have my phone. I take photos all the time because I'm like, "Oh, this this moment, it's joyful." So joy might mean something for you. Think about like laughter. Is that joyful? What about if you had more laughter in your life? Do you think that naturally you would lose weight because just feel better? So naturally you make better decisions, right? Versus being really stressed about eating the kale salad and all the right things. So just something to think about. And number five is that balance is the key to all things. And I know you're probably thinking like, duh, obviously, like, of course. But the funny thing is we are so out of touch with what balance means that we swing from these like big pendulum. And I actually talked about that, I think in, I think in, oh, I talked about that in in the cancel culture episode, actually, of the the pendulum swinging like with politics. It's just always going like further and further. And so when you're thinking about your diet or and when i talk about diet i'm not talking about a diet i'm just saying like the diet of like food you eat like what is what is the encompassing of what you eat or you think about exercise you do or you think about you're trying to lose weight or you're thinking about whatever it might be of that nature are you one of those people that goes all in so it's like very black or white or are you one of those people that are like yeah i know that i need to do this in baby steps and i need to build up and and then it'll become a lifestyle choice and and then I don't have to think about it. So most people, 
are in the very black white. I'm on the diet. I'm exercising every day. And then when they mess up even just one ounce, and I was like this for many years, you go into fuck it mode. And we all know that fuck it mode is not fun because we go down this little spiral and it keeps going until you pick yourself up and then you go down the spiral again. And so it's it's almost like the equivalent of like you go down the slide and then you're like, okay, I'm gonna try again tomorrow. And you get up and then you're like, oh, I fucked up. So you go down, down the slide again. That's kind of what the sabotage route looks like. So instead of being on that sabotage route or that slide and the downward spiral, can you try to find more balance? Meaning, can you eat a piece of chocolate, dark chocolate every night so that you stop binging on chocolate in general? Or could you start going to the gym for 10 minutes a day? That's all. That's all I ask of you. 10 minutes a day, it's nothing. Instead of saying, you know what, I'm going to go for an hour every day and then you do nothing. So five minutes is better than none, but nothing is not good. And so that's where we try to build up these little changes so that it comes to this place of balance. That's why I can go out and eat a pizza and have zero guilt about it and just feel awesome the next day. It's also why I know what it's like to binge and hate my life and hate myself. And then the next day, restrict. And then because I'm hungry, binge again. And then I hate myself. Right? I understand those two things. And what I wish I was taught and told before is that ultimately what you're trying to find is balance. You're not trying to be all of one thing or all of another. It doesn't matter if you are totally vegan 100% or if you're totally paleo 100% or if you're you know, totally liberal or totally conservative. Like You are allowed to be in the middle. And actually, that's a better place to be in general. So those are the five things that I wish I knew back when. And I would love to know what are some things that you know now that you wish were taught either in school or your parents taught me. I mean, I, I would say tweet to me, but funny enough, Twitter, uh, my, my account on Twitter got hijacked and then they never got it back for me. Go figure. So let's just put it this way. I would love it if you leave it either in the comments or on a review, I mean. Or if you want to just message me on Instagram, I would just love to know your answers to this. So here are the key takeaways that I would like you just to think about for this week's episode of A Sharper Life. Number one, trusting yourself. So this means trusting your own intuition, your body, its hunger signals, what it likes and it doesn't like, when you need to sleep, when, when it feels good to wake up. So I know there's a lot of people like me that are giving advice and they want you to follow them and listen to them, their every word. I'm kind of going on the opposite track here and I want you to become your own healer. And that means by trusting yourself and your own intuition. So number two is see where you need to have a mindset switch or a change or even just recognize that there's maybe an unhealthy pattern. So are you using exercise as a punishment and you know you overeat and then you're like, I got to go work out? Or is there something that you can change like, you know what, I'm going to find an accountability partner or I'm going to try an exercise that I love to do as a child. Let's just see how that goes. Or maybe it's just about your diet and the mindset change needs to be starting to ask yourself why you make the choices that you do and really just starting to question. And number three is, if your life doesn't feel joyful, make a change. It's truly as simple as that. And 
I know it's like one of those sounds simple, but it's hard to practice. It's really not. If you don't have joy in your job, start to make a change. Figure out what you can do. There's solutions all around you. And if that's too big of a thing, see where you can find joy in your just everyday life. Maybe it's just messaging a friend. Maybe it is by starting to exercise because you love yourself. Maybe it's starting to incorporate journaling into your life or watching funny cat videos or dog videos on YouTube. Whatever it is that brings you joy, try to focus on that. And I even give you a challenge. Do it for seven days until next week's episode. See if you can figure out how much joy you have each day in your life versus you know, counting calories or trying to weigh yourself on the scale. See if you can weigh your joy or measure your joy and just see how your week goes. So with that, I want to just say thank you so much for listening to this episode, being a supporter. If you have not subscribed, please do so. It means the world to me, but also I'm giving a lot of tips and tricks and hopefully things that you enjoy each week. And if you haven't left a review or rated the show, I would seriously appreciate it just because I love reading how the show is touching you. It it really helps me to know what topics to tackle. And if you have anything specifically that you've loved or you want me to talk about, leave it in the review. And until next week, here's to a sharper life. <laughs>